Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Emily. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beer. Yeah, so welcome to episode 18. Can you believe 18 episodes, Emily? Just in season two alone, Matt. I know, here we are. Here we are. So what's this episode called? So we're calling it... I'm Hungry. What are we drinking? So the reason we're calling it that is because if you're gone to, you know, the market or restaurant or... You know, any cookout and you're like, what are we eating? You you usually know what you're eating or you have a good idea. But you have no clue what to drink. So you just grab whatever's convenient. Yeah. Or you're at a restaurant and obviously the waiter or waitress will ask you what you're having to drink first, which seems only natural. And then you're ordering your food like 10, 15 minutes after you've had your drink and the whole experience feels kind of disconnected. So we have some tips for you on how to kind of pair what you're drinking with what you're eating. Mm. Uh, without kind of disturbing the experience that you have at that restaurant yeah so today's table of contents is really we're just going to do our beer facts we're going to do our today in history we're going to go into um how to order at a restaurant with beer and then we're going to talk about some food beer pairings yeah and then i actually have a recipe of how to make chili with a stout beer brought to us by mommy beerist one of our loyal instagram followers yes so emily give us our beer fact of the week All right, so I really like this one. I say that every week, but that's because I bring dope facts. Um, Dropping knowledge. So I feel like everybody talks about, oh, ever since he graduated college, he's got a beer gut. Or like, my dad has a beer gut. Thick as in. Thick as in. But did you know, Matt, that having a beer gut is actually kind of an inaccurate way of putting it? Like, you don't actually get a big belly from drinking beer i feel like most of our listeners are beer drinkers but they're not you know pounding like 10 beers in a night they're just enjoying it because you know it's craft beer it's an experience it's it's a flavor experience they're not drinking to get drunk and so where a beer gut actually comes from is from binge drinking it's not actually from just enjoying beer on a regular basis so um, if you're saying, in moderation. You're saying I go home after work and I have one beer every night. I'm not going to get fat. No, I, I really can't imagine that you would. And I'll tell you why. Because when you binge drink, this is the difference between drinking in moderation and binge drinking. When you binge drink, your liver prioritizes processing the alcohol first, right? And normally your liver would be processing fat and some other things but it puts the alcohol first and therefore you retain more fat and when you drink in moderation your liver is able to just kind of perform its normal functions and it's not trying to deal with this excess amount of alcohol so really where the beer gut comes from is excessive drinking of any alcohol and that's not just beer that includes wine and liquor in excessive amounts so fun fact so moral of the story don't binge drink. Don't binge drink. We would never condone that. But don't binge drink. Yeah, just enjoy your beer in moderation. That's cool. Then you won't get fat. So uh, on this day, July 20th, 1577, uh, do you know what the population of Great Britain was back then, Emily? Well, I do because I Googled it, and there were about 3 million people living in Great Britain. Do you know that in Britain at this time, there was 19 thousand seven hundred fifty nine ale houses in hmm. great britain alone so if you did that like wonky math out it's 108 that's one ale house for every 187 breweries 
That seems right. So or you mean 187 people? 187 <laughs> people. You're and right. that includes children. That includes children. Because children were totally drinking back then. Yes. So that's a pretty big like contrast to what it is today. Right. So in Britain today, there is about 55 million people. Yep. And that's the whole England. The entire country. Yes. Yep. And the amount of, of alehouses, pubs, what have you, is 60,000. So while there's only been an increase three times of pubs. Yeah. So the amount of pubs has tripled, but the population has gone up, what? 18, 18 times. 18 folds. Good math. Yes. So <laughs> so basically, there's less alehouses for people now. Yeah. Because people are drinking the big brands and... Yeah. Oh, come on, people. Let's make some more <laughs> alehouses in England for all our British fans. We got some British listeners out there. I don't know if you've looked at the the numbers this week. We had a like a record setting amount of people listen. We're we're so humbled and we wanted to thank you so much. Before we get into like the meat and potatoes of the episode, Emily, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Brewroots on everything. You can also find us at brewroots.com where you can find all of the latest episodes. You can read a little bit about me and Matt. And we also have some great blog posts from our guest bloggers. Absolutely. Um, also, if you're listening and you've heard it for the first time or you listen a return listener, you have not rated or subscribed, please rate and subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and follow us on Spotify. Yes, we finally made it on Spotify. Woo! We've been a lot months of hard work to get on there. Um, and we've gotten a ton of lessons so far, so it's so, so amazing. It really is thanks to you guys that we got on Spotify. It was such a big moment for us. Me and Matt were both kind of freaking out because mm. we've been waiting so long to bring you guys Brew Roots on Spotify. We know that tons of you are using it. It's a really convenient platform, and we're so excited. Yeah, it was definitely one of the, uh, hey, it dropped into our DMs so many times. Hey, when are you going on Spotify? When are you going on Spotify? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, we have been trying since January to get yeah, on Spotify tough when they beast. opened up. So they only bring on high quality podcasts, and they've been really cracking down lately on the amount that they'll bring in. But we're just super pumped that they chose us. Yes. All right. So on to the episode. But before we start, I want to crack a beer. Yeah, we have to. So this week, I'm going to crack it real quick. We are drinking Evil Twin Brewing, and what's the uh, what's the uh, what's the can say? Bible Belt. All right, so the Bible Belt. I've been trying to get this beer literally for months. Uh, it is an Imperial Stout aged on coffee, vanilla, chilies, and cacao nuts. Oh, cacao. Love cacao that word. Cacao nibs, sorry. Cacao, cacao nibs. nibs. Honestly, that's one of my favorite like two-word combinations, cacao nibs. Yeah. They're just it's, so it's just so goofy. It's great. It's an, This is 13% alcohol, so me and Matt are going to split this one. We are. So I was able to get this thanks to Link, Liquor Junction in Reading, Massachusetts. So big shout out to Liquor Junction. That's where I've been getting a lot of my beer lately. Uh, they have an amazing craft beer selection, so I would definitely check them out. And we're not even getting paid to say this. Like This is truthfully <laughs> just like from the heart. So thank you so much, Liquor Junction. They are always like... I, I have a texting relationship with one of the guys there now, <laughs> just like, yo, what beer do you have? <laughs> really, you up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you up? <laughs> yeah, and the other beer we have is... Oh, so we have the sour party crasher Mm -hmm. and matt picked this up this weekend this is a kettle sour lactose ipa fermented on pineapple yeah so that was done by garrison city in collaboration with mass landing uh garrison city is in new hampshire 
They're New Hampshire. I know that. I, I It's either Portsmouth or Dover. I think it's Dover. Dover. Yeah, yep. it's Dover. And uh, the third beer that we are going to be drinking, and we're only going to make this episode to like 20 minutes, so we'll see. This is Space Force, and this is by Four Quarters Brewing. And this is like the funniest can. We're, we've posted it on our Instagram already, so you can take a look. But this has Donald Trump on it. It says the D the D IPA, so the double IPA that trumps all the other double IPAs. With Galaxy, Comet, and Maga Num. Amazing. 8% alcohol. There is a picture of Trump on it, and he's wearing some kind of a spacesuit that's got, like, the American flag printed on it, and he's holding a lightsaber, and he's, like, shooting at stuff. And It's just a uh, silly can. Yeah. Uh, not to bring politics into it. All right, so I'm going to take a sip <laughs> of Evil Twin, and we're going to be drinking the other beers throughout the course of this kind of case study on what to drink and eat. So, Matt, when I go to a restaurant, obviously the waiter or the waitress comes and they ask me for my drink order. Mm -hmm. And usually I start by just reading the drink menu and I'm not even looking at the food unless I've been there before. And so I'll order a beer and it'll come to me and I'll be enjoying it. And then it'll be like time to order my food. Mm. And I'm not really thinking about how the two go together. That's probably bad practice considering I am a Brew Roots podcaster but like help me out so what I, can have, I do i have three methods and and you guys can dm us and tell us that my methods suck i don't care <laughs> this is what i typically do the first method is is because i'm a psycho and i will literally like study a menu before i go to a restaurant so i have oh. a good idea of what i want before i go to so the you're, me- you're the a little bit anal retentive then yeah, a little bit. So I'll be That's like, fair, I though. definitely want, like, if I'm going to a Mexican restaurant, I'll be like, I'm able to narrow it down between two or three items and then making my beer, alcohol, soda choice, whatever have you, a little bit easier. That's cool. I mean, that's not a not a bad idea. Yes, but it's it's an unrealistic one for anyone that's just like not. Yeah, like you're driving and you're like, oh, let's stop off for something. It's not like you're going to go read the menu. Exactly. So here comes tip two. Yeah, what is tip two? So tip two took years of discipline. You order a water. You trick the waiter or waitress into thinking that they're not going to get a drink from you. No, no, no. no. (laughs) You say you order a water with the intention of ordering something once you decide what you're going to eat. Mm -hmm. You enjoy said water until the meal comes and you bring the beer alcohol with said meal. So you order them together instead. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then the third practice, which I do 98% of the time. (laughs) Is I just buy a freaking beer that I want to drink, and then I get a second beer. That so you think goes better with your food. So you just goes keep better the drink menu on the table. Yes. Yeah. Those three methods aren't bad. So if you're a little bit more, um, you know, just like a, a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout, and you like to be prepared and stay ahead, go read the menu. Otherwise, get a water first, or get a beer first, and then order something that goes well with your meal. I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's taken years of discipline, trust me. I've... I've perfected the science. Mm. But the hardest part for me, Emily, actually, is uh, pairing what I'm going to be drinking with what I'm eating. Yeah. Because uh, there's 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 definitely a science behind, you know, do you want it to contrast? Do you want it to be similar? Do you want, what do you eat with fish? What do you eat with chicken? What do you eat with vegetables? Um, what do you eat with a starch? It also depends on whatever the restaurant has available. You know, they that might not have true. a wide range of selections. So you might go there with something in mind and realize that your choices are a little bit more limited Mm -hmm. or on the contrary, like 
maybe they have tons of options. And that's always tough too. So yeah. we have tons of options. So, so how I want to start this off is just talk about the different ways to pair beer with food because I think in our 4th of July episode, um, if you go back into the archives in Spotify or wherever you listen, you can listen to that. Most of what we were talking about was one specific pairing technique, but there are actually like, I'd say three main ways to pair your beer. So the first way that you can pair your beer with your food is to find a beer that contrasts with the food. Yeah. And I definitely love to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just a quick example that I have is like oysters with a porter. Ooh. And I'll explain that a little bit more as we go on. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So basically like you've got something really sweet and maybe you'll pair it with something really sour. Um, take that how you want it but yeah so basically you're looking for a beer with a flavor that contrasts starkly to whatever you're eating Um, but there are other ways to pair your beer that's not the only way so the second way would be to complement so choosing a beer with a similar flavor profile or a similar flavor intensity to whatever you're eating so that's a lot of like what we talked about in the fourth of july episode Mm. was like finding something that has just about the same intensity and this you know the same kind of flavor profile pretty much yeah so you're saying like if i was to have like a Ber- berliner vice right and i wanted to get a dessert with that so let's say i wanted like a blueberry vice and i got a tart with that yeah like a lemon cake yeah. or something that would com- that would be a compliment of yeah because they're both kind of like lighter styles mm-hmm. and yeah a little bit on the sweeter side so the third way that you can do it is using beer as a cleanser like a palate cleanser so i mean the first thing that comes to mind with this is when you're eating like really spicy food and you grab like a light beer that's just like nice and ice cold and refreshing and it's got just like a a clean crisp flavor there's not too much going on and it's just cleansing your palate i am guilty as charges notoriously getting a coors light at bonchon oh my god i love bonchon so much and it's just because it's like a it's a light beer that goes with these super spicy chicken wings. Yeah. I'll get like a Miller High Life or something like that just because it's clean, it's light, it's crisp, it's cold. And when you're eating like super spicy chicken, this is like heavy and greasy and delicious. And um, getting like that nice sip of cold beer mm-hmm. is just a little bit nicer than drinking water. Yep. <laughs> the last reminder I'd want our listeners to get is don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're getting like something light, don't do too much of a contrast, right? So you wouldn't want like fish, for example, with a porter, like a, the coffee porter. Yeah, that's don't gonna, get crazy. Because <laughs> that is going to overpower your meal. I'm not yeah. telling you what to order. That's not an appropriate contrast. I totally agree. So that that contrast right there is actually going to negate your experience enjoying something wonderful and something wonderful. It's going to two goods always don't make a, a great. Yeah, it's like would you eat a piece of fish with like a coffee sauce on the side or like a chocolate? glaze no if it was a mole maybe maybe. you never see you never know right (laughs) like you have all these like you have all these weird culinary pairings and stuff out there now that you wouldn't have dreamed of i just know for sure it was being someone who loves stouts and trying to have it with you know like fish or something like that that's a more often than not doesn't work out yeah i mean maybe choose a stout that you've had before and that you know is gonna work well and and don't yeah don't get too experimental because you might regret it you just don't want to the the thought of this is supposed to pair with your meal. It's not supposed to overpower. Yeah. And 
I would also say that it's it's pretty individual. So, I mean, look, maybe some of you guys out there are crazy enough to be like, actually, I really like a coffee porter with, like, my tilapia. And why don't you guys just, like, screw off? Yeah, we're not telling Fine. you what to do, bro. Go for it. <laughs> do whatever you want. That's that's your pairing, and that's that's all you, bro. All right, cool. So I, I ain't doing shit. Promise <laughs> that we, <laughs> I promise that we would uh, talk about beer types that are most likely available at restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about light lagers, wheat beers, IPAs, amber ales, dark lagers, brown ales, porters, and stuff. Ooh, light to dark. There light, we go. Light to dark. Perfect. So, so like, what would you pair with something on the lighter side? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it that way. I would do it in the opposite. So, say for example, I went to a restaurant. And I said, "Damn, I really want a hamburger or a cheeseburger." I would say, "Well, light lagers tend to do really well with a hamburger. They pair nicely with you know the. Let's face it, a hamburger is not a huge complex flavor, so it mm-hmm. complements nice with a light lager." Um, it also does really well with spicy foods. For example, Bonchon spicy wings. Right. So that it's like it complements the hamburger. Mm-hmm. It contrasts the really heavy spicy food. Correct. And Love then it. Nothing beats a Caesar salad hmm. with a light lager. That's cool. I never thought of that. Yeah, because the Caesar salad is typically like a little bit creamy and fishy. And yeah, the light lager is a nice kind of palate cleanser. Yep. All right. So next, my argument is that pizza and beer are the perfect pairing. Everybody loves pizza and beer. Sadly, I can't even eat pizza, but I totally agree. So, amber ales is the perfect food to pair with pizza. Hmm. Reason being is that amber ale just unleashes that flavor, like the sauce and the cheese, and kind of pairs really nicely, complements each other well. Uh, amber <laughs> ales tempting me. This is sad. No, I know. Well, I mean, hey, if you like smoked pork, such as ribs, pulled pork, or <sighs> any fried yes, food, yes, I do. Any fried food, an amber ale is usually a go-to so amber ales because they are characteristic by like a medium mouthfeel and their color ranges from amber to deep reddish these beers typically have like a strong flavor of malt and a sweet note of caramel Mm -hmm. so that will complement anything that's you know crispy you know fried or yeah just like that that caramelized flavor of like a a meat that's been like you know fried in a pan or grilled on a grill with like some marinade on it yep yeah, like if you're doing like marinated steak tips, I feel like an amber ale would be really good with that. Yes. With and some like, green beans. Oh, yeah. So the reason we want to do it with um, like barbecue food is because the tones of like caramel and sweetness mm-hmm. mix perfectly with the smokiness. So yeah. you get that contrast of sweet and smoky. Yeah. And barbecue has this kind of sweet element to it, too, because when you're cooking the food at a high heat, you're going to caramelize a little bit. And ooh, that I'm just really hungry even though me and matt just ate like four people's worth of indian food yes (laughs) (laughs) so the next category that i think is really important to talk about are the brown ales yeah so brown ales is has an option for everyone why is that emily well brown ales are kind of poo-pooed by some of the craft beer aficionados of the world because they're not very complex in flavor you know they have these sort of caramelly undertones and they're not like especially bitter you know they don't have yeah they don't have that hoppiness or like that that punch that you're getting from some of the more popular styles so i feel like people are pretty quick to turn their nose to them but i think the the sort of positive side of them not being very complex is that they're extremely versatile so you can pair a brown ale with like your smoky meats and your barbecue Mm -hmm. your pork you know your barbecue chicken but you can also pair them with more delicate foods like sushi and fish rice, and like yeah. chicken and rice. And I feel like 
people need to understand that if you're not sure what to go with, a brown ale might be a great option for you because, you know, it's going to taste great. It's going to have plenty of flavor, but it's not going to overpower what you're eating. And you don't have to worry so much about like, oh my God, am I not doing the proper pairing? Is this going to, is like the brown ale going to kind of ruin the flavor of my food? Very unlikely. For sure. So I love wheat beers and those are also Ooh, kind are of... Are we talking about wheat beers now? We are. All right. So wheat beers are great. You know, they have that kind of, you know, flavor of barley, grain, and kind of give you a smooth texture. Very similar to like a light lager. Wheat beers also pair well with spicy foods. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're ever looking for, you know, that more of a, I don't know, malty type of flavor. Yeah. It goes great with spicy food. On the flip side of that, because of that kind of, you know, fruitiness that can be in a wheat beer, uh, for example, Firth from uh, Night Shift that has that has notes of bananas in it. Oh, yeah. you um, got to be careful. Yeah. It can be a pairing with sweet desserts and pastries. Mm-hmm. Or think of like your sh- your shock top. They they make also a banana beer. They've got this pretzel wheat one. Yep. So you got to proceed with caution a little bit, but definitely... I would pair both of those with spicy food, no for doubt. Sure, for sure. So now I just want to jump right into the super dark beers. So our porters and stouts, right? Yes. And before anyone says, yes, there is a difference between porters and stouts, you can listen to our episode, Mo Money, Mo Beer, episode 11 in the archives. And we talk about the the whole history behind porters and stouts and which came first. And you guys can like totally get schooled on the difference if you don't already know but for the purpose of this and talking about the pairings i think it makes sense to kind of put them in the same category because they have very similar flavor profiles right you know they're they're both kind of rich in texture and mouthfeel and then they've got that uh coffee like sort of burnt flavor so chocolatey yeah, yeah i think it just makes sense to put them together for this all right so dishes like mexican mole and barbecue have great depths of flavor and definitely pair well with porters and stouts oh really they do interesting yes Uh, so the mole obviously giving you those chocolate notes that gives you the comparison and then the barbecue giving you kind of that smoky because there's smoked porters out there is another one i for one like i mentioned earlier do enjoy that comparison that uh that contrast of oysters yeah you get that briny flavor with kind of like this mellow like the saltiness yeah interesting it's really yeah, I would good never I think to pair a porter or a stout with oysters but i'm down to try it oh yeah for sure um also stouts and porters just pair wonderfully with any bread puddings or any mm. you know dessert type of uh, yeah like a tiramisu oh for sure think of like a yeah like a light cake that also has those kind of chocolatey notes or the coffee mm-hmm. um what is your favorite thing by far to pair with a darker beer like a porter or a stout Oysters. Just personally. Oysters, for sure. Interesting. It's, it's, it allows you to enjoy both flavors, and it's it's wonderful. For me, it's definitely like the tiramisu. That's Something a, yeah. like a, a cake that has kind of a lightness to it, and it's served cold, and then you've got like this kind of, oh my God, I'm just craving tiramisu from Mike's right now. Yes. All right, so before anyone goes... We are going to go to everyone's favorite, IPAs. IPAs. We saved the best for last. We knew that you were probably thinking, why did you guys go from light to dark and didn't even talk about IPAs? It's because we knew that we would kind of go ham on the IPA section. Yes. All right. So IPAs, we all know there's so many different types of IPAs. 
We did a whole episode on IPAs, believe it or not, so we can talk about those too, or blue in the face if you want to go to that episode as well. But I'm not going to make you go to it. We're <laughs> going to just talk to you about what you should eat if you, what you should get if you want to drink an IPA. So think about, I mean, I'm just asking you this, Matt, like, g- let's talk about just your typical average non-hazy IPA. What would be your go-to to pair with this? Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. So you get that kind of like, like rich, like bold, cheesy type of flavor, and with the marinara sauce. No, without the marinara sauce. Oh, stop. And that's kind of like a lighter. You're talking about a ha- non non hazy. A non hazy. Yeah, so a lighter IPA. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that or like steak tips. Oh, I love steak tips. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. I was not expecting you to say that at all. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say tacos. Yeah. So if you're looking to like. I, I will. I'm yeah. getting into that. <laughs> okay. So if you're looking at like double IPAs, um, 100% you get that bitterness. Tacos every day. Yeah. And pretty much, I feel like any kind of taco would be yep. pretty good. Barbacoa, carnitas, uh, fried, fried avocado. Like <laughs> Fried avocado. No, I'm serious. Like, vegetarian, honestly, like vegetarian. black bean. Yeah. Yeah. So there are so many amazing things. I mean, you got to think about it. Brewers add citrus. They add herbal elements to it. So... You can't I, go the wrong traditional with IPA is so versatile where it's almost like a brown ale at this point mm-hmm. where there's so many different options for it that exactly. you would almost have we could almost do an entire episode on how to pair IPAs with food because if you get something that's fruity you might want to mix that with fish mm-hmm. or if you get something that's hazy and bold and really hoppy you might want to mix that with meat yeah or a lighter one like a session with mozzarella sticks <laughs> What about something on the hazier side, which I know is not su- like your preference? Yeah, it's definitely not my my cup of tea, but uh, I, I I'd say like fried chicken or something like a hazy, because uh, most of those they have like that that peach flavor, mango mm-hmm. flavor, and all that stuff. They're great. Don't get me wrong. Let me tell you what I would pair with a hazy tell me. IPA. I would have traditional ramen, like ramen soup with pork yeah. belly. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good option with the noodles and everything. Yeah, and and it's just you know it's got the veggies mm. to kind of balance it out. But doing a high a hazy IPA with like a sort of a, th- a thick ramen broth with those like oh my god those chewy noodles and the pork belly or even if you're going veggie, I feel like the IPA still goes really nicely with ramen because ramen is so like salty and heavy. And then the, yes. the sort of bitterness of the IPA, but it, it, it does kind of match the the thickness of the soup too. So it's kind of a, a nice experience. So linked in the bio is going to be um, this article that we found that's basically like this visual guide to pairing your beer with different types of food. So it goes, I think it also goes from light to dark and it basically just tells you like, oh, pair this with white meat or pair this with fish, blah, blah, blah. So it might be really helpful for you guys. But I think that's really a wrap for this section on beer to pair with food. Hopefully you guys learned a little something and you'll have uh, just a little bit more tools in your toolkit when you go out to a restaurant and you're not quite sure um, how to complement your food and your beer. But we also want to tell you guys about some of our listener submitted pairings because we reached out to you guys on Instagram and people gave us kind of like their favorite pairings. So Matt, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what our 
followers were telling us. Yeah. So at Grub underscore and underscore Guzzle. <laughs> awesome food blog. Every one of his Grub pictures. Grub and Guzzle. Uh, every one of his pictures is, is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm looking at this picture right now of these tacos. Looks fire. Yeah. So he said tacos. They pair light and crisp. Uh, pair with something light and crisp like a Pilsner or a Session IPA. Totally agree. Looks like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. All right. So then we go to McKilla Queen. And she said she likes to pair porters with ice cream. Love it. What an icon. Yeah. Good on you. All right. So poutine. So who told us this? Oh, at Shania Twain. No, it was not Shania Twain. I'm not sure who told us that, <laughs> but I said that uh, someone I says wish. I, I like to pair poutine with stoats. Oh, I can cool. totally see, see that. Yeah. And I said, poutine for sure is amazing. It's the best thing from Canada besides Shania Twain. Dude, I totally agree. <laughs> Shania, I love you. Oh, we do. All right. So our friend, uh, 20-something and Tipsy. One of our guest bloggers. One of our guest bloggers and who also has a post out about us this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out at her website, www.20somethingandtipsy.com. Spelled all the way out. Yes. All the way out. So she said she loves caprese salad and shanties very cool yes yeah because the shandy the one that she's showing us is what is it the dell's shandy so that has like a lot of like lemonade Lemonade. yeah it's a lemonade essentially yeah and that would go so nice with caprese salad because you've got that balsamic vinegar you've got that nice rich mozzarella Mm -hmm. and the tomato perfect last week's guest angelic thunder said that she likes oysters in dry irish stouts oh get out two peas in a pod pod. that's so smart yes and then uh, I'm going to give this one out. So Catastrophe 930. She's always sending us beer. So thank you so She's much. She's awesome. For, um, she said, what do you pair candy and chocolate? And we said, I don't know. Go follow our friend at Candy and Beer. Yeah, he'll Candy tell you, and Beer. He'll tell you everything. He literally is comparing candy with beer. And you guys, this is not your average beer pairing Instagram. Like this guy is real deal. We've done a live stream with him before and he really puts a lot of time and energy into his pairings. Like he's not just going and grabbing a starburst and then pairing it with an IPA. Like he's really thinking deep (laughs) into these flavor profiles. I'm like super impressed by this guy. Yeah. It's it's incredible. That's a very cool, it's a very cool page. Yeah. It was really fun to go live with him and like actually ask him about like his process when he's in like the CVS kind of picking out his candy, but he also gets like premium candy. Like he doesn't just get the average candy that you'd get at the gas station no right? he turned me on to mango sour patch kids oh right and i don't know if you had them yet but they're so good yeah and i think he paired it with a mango beer and then he kind of explained like his thoughts behind it because we were like oh isn't that like kind of too obvious or too much mango and then he had all these like really interesting insights into like yeah. why you would pair a mango beer with mango sour yeah. patch and i was like dude you are the coolest all candy right. and beer follow him on instagram <laughs> All right, so the beer that we are drinking currently is going to be our guest next week. So we were lucky enough, we did an interview with Jack's Abbey and Springdale. Both, if you didn't know, they are the same ownership team. So we sat down and had a great interview and we talked about Springdale and Jack's Abbey. So that will be next week's episode. We're drinking Hoptonius on holiday, and it was their re-release around July 4th that they did it. Honestly, is their tropical IPL. It's amazing. Yeah, and Matt was saying that he was drinking this last when he was snow blowing after that massive yeah. snowstorm if you guys live in the northeast you probably know that this winter hit us really really hard and we got some crazy snow so a lot of people got to stay home from work and drink beer that's <laughs> <laughs> true all right guys so if you're not already following us we are on instagram twitter and facebook at brew roots check us out at brewroots.com follow us on spotify itunes stitcher 
SoundCloud. And Spotify again. Yes. Follow us on Spotify mainly because yes. we're super excited to be on Spotify. Yes. All right. So a big shout out to all the people who have sent us some beer. Yeah. We love doing trades. these beer trades. Uh, there's nothing more I love than going to the Post Malone office and <laughs> literally dropping off beer. Yeah. My AP going psycho. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> good reference good reference good reference i love post uh so yeah so we're we're super thankful we've done some with uh catastrophe jelly's drinks uh mommy virus 20 something tipsy and so many more we are still doing 50 beers 50 states so people please send us our beer we are getting beer from alabama in the next couple of weeks and i know that we're going to try to get some from florida from my friend eric you're the man thank you so much and uh we got beer from maryland recently and texas and texas everything's bigger in texas check out our texas episode that was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. And we'll catch you next Friday. Cheers. Cheers.